we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green filling in for Walker today. So good to be with you. I'm America's Constitution Coach. You can learn more at PatriotAcademy.com. In fact, if you're not in a Constitution class, I'm going to challenge you today. Get in a Constitution class so that you can get a both a biblical worldview of government and a citizen action list. In other words, what can you do as a biblical citizen here in this amazing nation that we've been blessed to be in? What can you do to preserve those freedoms for future generations? We'd love to have you as a part of it. PatriotAcademy.com is our website and our Constitution classes are exploding. So let me just start with some good news today. I mean, we're at 11,000 Constitution coaches now, had a couple of thousand or multiple thousands of classes uh, last year that happened. About 100,000 people went through the classes. And we have tons of churches coming online now saying, hey, we want to be a part of this. We want to take a biblical view of how to form our culture, our society, our neighborhoods, our government. The Bible has answers for every single challenge we face. We need to be seeking God's word and finding those answers and then taking action. Faith without works is dead. We got to take some action on on that faith. So anyway, that's a little bit about who we are. Again, Rick Green, uh, PatriotAcademy.com. But it's a it's an honor to be with you. Love American family. And I am so thankful for you as a listener tuning in and, and wanting to be a part of the solution, wanting to learn more. I, I consider myself an ongoing, lifelong student of the Bible and freedom. I, I want to know what the Bible says about how I ought to act. And then I want to know what I can learn from history about how society works, what principles work well, what principles don't work well, so that I can influence what my kids grow up in. I, I want to influence what my school board looks like in my neighborhood. I want to influence what my city council does in terms of, of, of regulations and taxes and all those things. And of course, the same goes for our state legislatures and our United States Congress. So anyway, thrilled to be with you. Lots to cover today. So much in the news. Uh, we're going to try to take on several topics um, and uh, and then, of course, your phone calls. So be sure and call in 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We would love to have your input and questions here at the core as well. Uh, also, you know, as we start with, with some good news, I usually go the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I go backwards. I usually do the bad and the ugly first and then close with the good because I like to end on some good. Maybe we'll just kind of sandwich this thing, bookend this thing with some good news up front. And then good news uh, also towards the end. But uh, just saw my buddy Matt Staver over at Liberty Council has had another victory uh, for our members of the military. This, this thing has gotten really, really ugly for our military. I, I am so embarrassed for America, the way that our government is treating the very people, the men and women that put their lives on the line for us, the men and women that that it, it's not just that they're willing to die. It's not just that they're willing to go into battle. It's that they give up their youth. They they give up what is supposed to be, you know, quote, unquote, the best years of our lives. I'm not sure I, I agree with that necessarily. But, you know, the youthful years. I mean, here you are, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, in your mid-20s, and you're spending those years really toiling away at sometimes very mundane things, sometimes extremely dangerous things. But the point is they set aside four, six, eight, 12 years for us. 
They give of their life, their fortune, and their sacred honor to us so that we can be free. And the Bible tells us to render honor unto whom honor is due. I think uh, those who are willing to lay down their lives for us deserve that honor. And man, are we dishonoring them right now by saying, I mean, mean, just take as an example, a pregnant woman in the military that that takes a look at the data, that that realizes that there's a, a horrifically high percentage of miscarriages and all kinds of other problems for pregnant women that have gotten the jab that 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 have done these, um, you know, frankly rushed to market um, medical experiments. I mean, that's the only right way to put it. They're not technically vaccines in the first place, and you can't even get an FDA approved vaccine in America right now. All those vaccines people are going out and getting right now, those are not FDA approved. Those aren't aren't, aren't available. You're getting the emergency authorization. Uh, vaccines. Anyway, point is, for pregnant women, it's a, it, it, there's a whole different cost-benefit analysis there, and risk factors, and 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 people are figuring this out, and and women that are have looked at that data and said, why would I take that chance when you know, frankly, we, we're learning that the vaccine doesn't prevent spread. It doesn't, you know, if I'm young, and I mean, anyway, bottom line is they've made a calculated decision. Some of them are doing it j- just simply based on the fetal tissue and a religious conviction not to get it. And instead of the military saying to these women who have who have been willing to, to, again, spend this time in their life for us and serve us, instead of saying, hey, you know, that makes sense. We're going to let you make that decision for you, take a scientific approach to what little risk they are to anyone else, uh, if, if any at all. And certainly if they've had COVID and they got natural immunity, which is better than the vaccine anyway, let people make those decisions and those calculations. Instead of doing that, the military says to this pregnant woman, many of them that they've said this to, you're out, you're gone, you're fired. We're kicking you out of the military. Unbelievable. And then to say the same thing to these Navy SEALs, toughest dudes on the planet. I mean, these guys are the healthiest, strongest, you know, I mean, they, the things they put up with to become a Navy SEAL is just off the charts. And we're going to say to them, you're out if you don't get the jab. So it's just, it's crazy. And so we're fighting this thing all over the place. Uh, Matt Staver's got a bunch of clients uh, in the military that he's representing over at Liberty Council. Um, our, our our friends uh, over at uh, First Liberty uh, have a bunch of the Navy SEALs and and other guys as well. And uh, Mike Berry over there has already had a, a, a victory at the district court level that stopped some of the um, uh, dishonorable discharges and, and other things that were happening. And Matt Staver just had a victory two days ago in uh, in Navy SEAL 1 v. Biden is the is the case that he's got. And I, I, I just gonna I'm gonna read a little bit of this to you from from Matt, what he just put out. Uh, so he said a Wednesday, two of our plaintiffs in Navy SEAL 1 v. Biden were within hours, within hours of being removed from eligibility for command and beginning the discharge process for military service. Uh, one is a, a lieutenant colonel, just Mary is the only name we get, um, is a highly decorated Marine, was selected for a command in the Middle East. But uh, for the court order, except for the court orders, what he's saying, if it wasn't for this court order on Wednesday, uh, she would have been placed on the officer disciplinary notebook database, which would have ended her career. I mean, that just oh, that I tell you, righteous anger wells up in me when I think about that. Uh, and then Charles, a U.S. Navy command surface warfare officer is a captain of a Navy guided missile warship. Think about who we're talking about here. Charles is the highest ranking officer in the Navy seeking seeking religious exemption from COVID shots yesterday. But for the court order, he would have been removed from command. Now, I want to try to stay on that topic without going down too many rabbit holes here. 
But just think of the readiness issue for the American military with the chaos that this policy of everyone must get vaccinated or they're out has created. This guy is a Navy command surface warfare officer. He is the captain of a guided missile warship. And we're going to remove him when we need him. Right. I mean, how easy is that to replace? I don't know. I'm not in the Navy, but it sounds like a pretty important job. And I would think uh, a change of command, especially over this, creates all kinds of turmoil among, uh, you know, other people in the military. Right. It's just creating chaos. And so the readiness issue as we deal with this Ukrainian mess and all the other messes around the world uh, that this administration has created is just appalling. Well, bottom line is both uh, Charles and Mary had filed for uh, very compelling religious exemptions from this illegal shot mandate, which it is. And so Matt says the Department of Defense denied them. And now the judge has ordered the DOD to stand down. The judge actually said the secretary and anyone acting in concert is enjoined from diminishing or altering in any manner for any reason the current status of Navy command and the lieutenant commander and the lieutenant colonel, including their assignment privileges, rank, or the like. Now, it's only for a week or two while they continue this discovery process, but also also said the two service members are very likely to prevail on their claim that their respective branch of the military has wrongfully denied a religious exemption from the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, So thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this this temporary victory. Um, Thank you to Matt Staver and Liberty Council for fighting this fight. Um, and, and the judge actually also said this. Matt shared this in the email. Um, the judge said, one struggles to imagine a wholesome and lawful explanation for the results evidenced in the record. The military is well aware of the frailty of their arguments in defense of their practices. That really describes what I've been trying to say for, for weeks and months about these covid uh, I think it's a, cult, a COVID cult at this point and, and, and this just overbearing government that doesn't listen to reason. There, there is, you know, like typically government, when it does things that 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 are overreach or maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense, there's usually some mitigation. There's some effort to to to, you know, have some common sense. There's some effort to explain away or accommodate or whatever. None of that's happened during COVID. It's just been, here's this illogical across the board mandate or order. And, and, and I, I, I think I experienced it first when a, a friend of mine was uh, headed out to do our constitutional defense training with us. And uh, no, I'm sorry. She was headed. I think she was headed back home after the training. So we had done our constitution class and handgun training and all that. We had a great time that week. And and she has uh, I can't remember if it's asthma or some sort some sort of breathing issue. And so wearing a mask is is virtually impossible for her. Like it causes I can't remember the whole situation. This was about a year ago, uh, but it, but it causes her to, to to literally like I mean start choking and she can't she just can't do it. And so she's flying home. I think it was Southwest flying home, and they just would not no accommodation, zero um, understanding, zero grace for anyone and literally kicked her off the plane. She ended up having to spend $800 to get another flight home on another airline that was willing to work with her on that. Um, and, and that just was an example. That was when I first thought there's just, there's just no mercy here. There's no, there's no accommodation. There's no grace. There's no mitigation. It's just so 
totalitarian. I mean, that's the only thing I can only way I can know. Uh, it, it makes you think of a Nazi or a communist uh, regime just boot on the neck. It doesn't matter what you tell me or what your circumstance is. This is the order we've been given, and this is what we're going to do. And that's the way they've approached it. And that's essentially what this judge is saying here. And uh, and even all the while doing that, knowing that your arguments are weak, knowing that that the science is not on your side and that this stuff is eventually going to come out, and yet they still do it. And so I think he's right. The military is well aware of the frailty of their arguments in defense of their practices. But they continue. So thankfully, this judge got it right. Uh, you've, if you've listened to me on this program or any of the other things we do at Patriot Academy, you know that I've said for for almost two years now that the courts have failed us. They have not done their job. They have not stepped in and and prevented this uh, this craziness, This uh, all of the unconstitutional things that have been done. I think that's changing. I really do. I think <clears throat> I think the court is finally catching up. I think there was just such a fear that gripped everyone, uh, obviously irrational fear. In fact, Dennis Prager has a great, a great PragerU video out uh, a week ago, I think is when he came out with it. And it's it's about irrational fear. And it is so, so good. Go to PragerU.com and and watch that video from Dennis. It's it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but anyway, all of that to say, uh, congrats to Matt Staver. Congrats to these military members. They got this this temporary stay on being kicked out. And let's be vigilant here, folks. I mean, there's a lot of other groups that are that are fighting this uh, this case against the Biden administration and the Department of Defense to try to defend those who defend us. And I, I just think that's a worthy cause and we should stay uh, vigilant there. If you want to help Matt, it's uh, it's LC.org. LC.org is their website. You can help uh, this case, uh, FirstLiberty.org also with their case. Um, working on on these very, very important uh, defenses of our military. Um, when, when I come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about the whole cancellation of, uh, of Joe Rogan and Whoopi Goldberg both and, and, and address that from the perspective of not just a free speech issue, which is what we tend to immediately put this in the box of, but also just a what's good for society, what's good for seeking truth, uh, what it, what is healthy in the society in terms of you know, what what we um, would where, where does that line get drawn? In other words, how bad does something have to be that we would say, you know, that we just we don't want that person on the air um, on, say, for instance, our network. Right. If you were the network executive, would you have removed Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks? If you were uh, in charge of Spotify, would you fire Joe Rogan? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. Uh, I, I really look forward to hearing your calls as well. So be sure to call in after the break, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. You're listening to AFA at the Core. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun. God's glory lights the city. No tears. No pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, 
public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. There's a time and place for limiting screen time, but in these days where our kids are meeting virtually for everything from school to church to extracurriculars, it's more realistic to set screen time intentions. Set screen time goals to make sure your daughter's time online is constructive. Before she logs on, work together to identify some goals. Things like strengthening her faith, serving someone in need, or learning a new skill. Think of these intentions as categories for time spent online, faith, service, and fun. Technology doesn't have to be the enemy. Romans 8.28 tells us that all things can work together for good, screen time included. Don't believe me? Create some intentional screen time for yourself and see how God can be glorified. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. AFA Foundation Director Riley Wildman. A charitable gift annuity is perfect for AFA supporters with an eternal perspective like Lucy Overstreet. Psalm 78 tells us that we are to tell our children and our grandchildren and the future generations after them what the Lord has done in our lives and what the Word of God says. Lucy's charitable gift annuity will keep supporting this ministry for generations. I wanted something that would have eternal value, and that's the way I think of the American Family Association investment. Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at the AFA Foundation and find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit our website, afafoundation.net. My life is not about me, it's about him. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. This is Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, filling in for Walker today and thrilled to have you along with us. You can call in to 888-589-8840 if you'd like to join the conversation, 888-589-8840. I, I, actually, before I jump into Rogan and, and Whoopi, I was just listening to, uh, to that uh, spot as we were coming back from break and can i just encourage you you know the 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 declaration of independence when it says lives fortunes and sacred honor that literally meant their fortune they gave it all man they were willing to put everything on the line for freedom and some of them some of them actually did give everything i mean some of them gave their lives some of them literally i mean went broke and they had been fairly wealthy before the war started and then, of course, sacred honor, willing to stand up for truth no matter what it costs. And I just think sometimes we uh, are so hesitant to invest in in God's kingdom, to invest in freedom, to invest in the freedom to share God's kingdom with people. And so I just want to encourage you to consider that, pray about that, and and be thankful for American Family Association and what they do to influence the culture and and. Most people ask me all the time, what can I do? What can I do? I want to make a difference, especially right now. So many people have awakened. And I always say, look, you've got to start setting aside some percentage of your income or, uh, if, you know, if you're if you're retired and doing these charitable remainder trusts. I mean, all these different things that you can do 
to invest in freedom. Uh, that is a price that's got to be paid at this point if we're going to save this. And so the education, the encouragement, the biblical knowledge, the the all the things that American Family does, uh, and nobody asked me to, to say any of this, so this is not a, a paid sponsorship or any of that stuff. This is just me saying, what a great way to give of your life, your fortune, and your sacred honor. It helps AFA do all the great things uh, that AFA does and then you get to be a part of it. And that's, that's what I say to people. You you want to make a difference? Yes, there's lots of things you can do physically to go hang out, you know, stand there at the, on the street corner with signs for a candidate or whatever it might be. But it takes dollars to wage a culture war. It takes dollars to influence people. It takes dollars to build the kingdom and do all of, all of these things. And each and every one of us can give. And I got to tell you, I get so much joy when I donate to good causes out there that I know are making a difference, whether that's American Family Association or some of the veterans groups that I give to that do ministry for for veterans coming back. I mean, whatever it is, when when we when Kara and I sit around, we that's one of our favorite things to do towards the end of the year is actually to to sit down and figure out, okay, what have we, what else can we do this year, and who can we donate to the Women's Pregnancy Center and all all this kind of stuff. And it is so, it just it's so rewarding. It gives me, so, and we're not wealthy. I mean, we don't get big checks to people, but it, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a decent percentage of our income. And, and for us, it's a lot. And, and we know that we're sowing, we're, we're sowing into the kingdom. Okay. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on all that, but I was just couldn't help but think about that as I was listening to that. And, and especially when I think about charitable remainder trust and the things that you can do as you get to that point in your life. And there's just a lot of ways that you can invest in freedom. And, and, you know, I mean, ain't nobody going to have a, you haul behind a hearse. So what what are we, I mean, it's one of the best things we can do with what God's blessed us with. Okay. I, I said, I was gonna talk about Rogan and, and uh, Joe Rogan and, and Whoopi Goldberg. I, I got to preface this whole thing with Rogan and, and, and Whoopi um, with just an acknowledgement as somebody that does a lot of radio and, and television and, and, and public speaking and that sort of thing. Uh, let's be honest. We've all said stupid things, and, and and maybe I should say ignorant instead of stupid because it's out of ignorance. Uh, I, I have certainly taken positions I thought was right or said something or, or stated something that I thought was right. It turned out to be wrong. I, I, I mean, and and not only have I just made you know honest mistakes like that. I'm human. We're all human, and sometimes as humans, we let our emotions get the best of us, and we say things that we shouldn't. I've definitely done that. Um, what is really cool about the American people, I think, is that the American people are very forgiving. We we tend to, if somebody apologizes, we tend to say, okay, hey, I could have made made a similar mistake, and, and we move on. And so I'll say this about the whole whoopee thing and the view and the stuff that she said. Um, she's apologized for it, from what I understand. Um, I think, frankly, she says a lot of ignorant and uninformed things. That's why I don't watch The View. Uh, but, but but viewers of The View, they can decide for themselves on that, right? I mean, that's their decision, whether they think she went too far and they don't want to watch because of her or whatever. I mean, goodness, Joy Baird, the, the clips I've seen of things she said should keep you from watching The View. But my point is, let the market decide, let individuals decide, and let the networks decide. You know, if if, if they decide that, that a, a, a host or a, a um you know, a personality on their shows is has become too caustic and they need to get rid of that person. OK, so be it. That's a, that's a market decision as well. I mean, if they may decide, hey, that Rick Green guy causes too much trouble, um, we're, we're not going to stop having him fill in for for Walker. You know, I mean, that's perfectly their decision and the market should decide. Here's the danger with with all of this. The real danger is when you combine the media, government and the left to silence 
opinions and, and chill debate. When you create this chilling effect on the robust debate that, that free speech allows for, that is a dangerous, dangerous road. <clears throat> and I think that's what's happening with Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan is somebody I would have never thought that I would become a listener of Joe Rogan. And I'm not a regular listener, but he, when he has somebody on that I'm interested in, I, I listen. I'm just not regular because his shows are like four hours long sometimes. The one with uh, Dr. Malone was four hours and the language is pretty bad. And there's just, But, you know, it's 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 I never thought that I would become a Joe Rogan listener. I mean, this guy supported Bernie Sanders. OK, he's not what you would call a conservative. He did move to Texas. So that shows some wisdom on his part. But um but but he has done something that I think is really good for the public discourse for for for, uh, for the debate in our in our country, and that is that he his his whole shtick is that he just has a wide variety of of experts or personalities or whoever on his show, and he just sits there and talks for hours and asks frankly intelligent questions. I mean, he really does do a fantastic job at drilling down on, on, on stuff and, and, and not letting a guest off the hook when they say something and, uh, but doing it in a polite, you know, um, you know, um, inter interchange kind of way. I, I, it's good discourse is what I'm saying. And so here he's doing this with the whole COVID-19 thing, because he genuinely wants to get to the bottom of some of these questions. And so he asks really good questions and he's had on, I mean, these people are not, it's not like he had me come on and talk, talk about COVID when I don't have any scientific uh, credentials. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy when it comes to just analyzing data and deductive reasoning and, and figuring out what the right answer is. And as an attorney, I'm, I, I kind of have that gift of, of, of uh, you know, that analysis. And so that's been my approach on the whole COVID thing. But I, I wouldn't want anybody to think that I was a scientist or a doctor. And I'm certainly not making uh, statements about COVID from that perspective, just from a data perspective perspective. Well, Joe has on these guys like Dr. Peter McCullough, who's the most published guy in history in his field, like 600 peer reviewed studies and all this stuff. I mean, this guy is is I mean, brains that that, that I can't even comprehend. And then uh, then this Dr. Robert Malone, also absolutely at the top of the field. I mean, this guy's NIH, uh, uh, National Institutes of Health and 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 CDC and involved with all these people. He was involved in inventing the, the very technology that is being used for these vaccines. I mean, best of the best experts in the field is all. I'm, and, and so he gets these guys on, asks, these, asks them questions. And now instead of encouraging this free flowing discussion with the most credentialed scientist on the planet, you have this Orwellian Marxism that wants to prevent that conversation from even taking place. I have a hard time even comprehending why somebody would want to do that. But it, that not only kills free speech, friends, that kills people because it prevents us as a society from getting to the truth about these very important issues, such as treatments, such as our health, such as uh, um, uh, things that will help prevent things like COVID or whatever. I mean, it, it prevents us from saving lives. More people die because we don't have that debate. And so I just think that is so dangerous it is it is so orwellian it is a marxist dream to control the narrative and and it is the opposite of the american dream i remember in fact i would still say this i said this uh, the other night on a on a television show when i was you know basically opposing a a, a very left leaning uh, person i said you know there was a time in america when we used to say i don't agree with you but i'd fight and die for your right 
to have that opinion and to speak that opinion. And and I said that to the to, to the person on the on the program. I said I don't agree with what you're saying, but I'd fight and die for you to be able to say it, and then for me to be able to say the opposite, and then let people come to their own conclusions. Let us have intellectual debate, intellectual discourse, in order to find truth. We used to love free speech. We used to love freedom. We used to love seeking truth in America, and it is a dangerous, dangerous road to move away from that. All right, let's try to get uh, get a couple of calls in here. I still want to hit the John Hopkins study that proves lockdowns were a disaster with little to no benefit, something that uh, all of us on Team Reason were saying from the beginning, and Reason history uh, shows that we've never, ever done this kind of insanity before. So we'll maybe talk about that study a little bit later. And then, of course, the whole Ukrainian mess uh, created by the Biden family seven or eight years ago, and now it's all coming home to roost, and we're going to see what what happens there. I'm honestly torn on America's proper response uh, to what's happening. We're, we're in a tough, tough position right now because of the weakness of our leadership and the weakness, frankly, of our military at this point because of woke leadership. All right, let's jump over here to our calls. Shirley is first, and Shirley is calling from Tennessee. I, you know, there'd you be no Texas if it wasn't for you Tennesseans, so thank you for coming to the Alamo. Um, sorry, I was, I was thinking of Davy Crockett for a moment. Go ahead, Shirley. <laughs> All right. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say, hey, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go for it. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg, I'm African-American saying it, in my opinion, has, will always be an actress. That's all she is. And all the world's a stage to Whoopi Goldberg and to her other actresses and actors, including the Supreme Court which they may not be actors and actresses on TV, but they're acting right now because anybody who could make laws that make no sense and lack such judgment, they shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. They're just acting. So my feeling is that we are real people, and we have real problems, and we need to be able to solve those real problems in the in the right views of the loving God who loves us, whose name is Jesus. For anybody that don't know him, he's God. And my thought is, Whoopi has nothing to say as far as I'm concerned. I've never listened to her. I don't listen to Oprah or any of these other New World Orders. My prayer is that um, we can come and get a resolve and get rid of these mandates because the only reason these people are backing off of them is because they're about to be kicked out of their jobs. And yep. if everybody failed to vote Democrat, it would be even more clear than it was to us this last time that the elections are stolen. That's my feeling about that. So lastly, I hope they leave Russia alone and because uh, I feel like we're picking a fight and it doesn't even have anything to do with us. Our men and women are stretched to the heel right now all over the world. Let's start bringing them back home so we can defend our country and um, and wherever they need to be, let them defend from there. But my heart is with us. God bless you all, and I thank you for taking this call. Oh, that's so good, Shirley. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. So many good points. Man, I could spend the rest of our time just talking about some of the things that Shirley mentioned. She's right on. I, I I love that point that, you know, Whoopi's an actress, always has been. And even a lot of things she says on The View is meant to shock and meant to, uh, you know, is literally planned to get a response. And that's that's just part of the game out there. So really, really good point there. And I actually agree with you on the Supreme Court as well and so much of what they have they have said and done. Uh, but what a great opportunity to, to, to jump into this Ukrainian thing just for a second, because because I, I, I am I share exactly what Shirley's concern is. I think we're 
you know, we're in this we're in this really tough spot in America right now because we have been the superpower. We've been the world's police in, in, in many ways, and that's good and bad. I mean, there's definitely a time for us to use what God's given us to help stop, um, you know, evil in, in places where we can. And I think that's a that's a good function when we can do that and it not destroy our own homeland or we're not in such a weak position back home. Um, and so those are tough decisions to make when to intervene, when not to intervene. Um, but we are not the America that we were 10 years ago, uh, even let alone 25, 30 years ago. We are we are economically busted right now. We're broke. Um, we're spending our children and grandchildren's inheritance. We're, our, our border is an absolute mess. I mean, all these problems that we're facing at home and our military, I, what I am afraid of. And, and normally, look, I, I fully supported uh, going and stopping Iraq from entering Kuwait. I mean, I was literally in college when that happened and beginning to understand the importance of that sort of thing. And I'm based my support then on stopping Saddam Hussein at that point uh, on the same reason that if we had stopped Hitler sooner, he wouldn't have gained as much power and it wouldn't have cost as many lives as it did to, to, to end that scourge. Um, and so similar things are at play here in terms of what is Putin doing and, and what is Russia trying to do? And are they trying to go back to being the Soviet Union? And are we going to, you know, where does all that go? And, and, and is Ukraine a friend? I mean, there's so many complications about all this. The problem is, we're going to show the world how weak we are is what I'm afraid of, that, that we're going to step in there. We're going to get caught up in this mess. And 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 there, and it's going to reveal, frankly, the house of cards that is the woke military at this point. That's my that's my main main concern. And I'm not an expert on the on the international stuff at all. Uh, but there has to be you know, there has to be you know serious things at stake here. Now, the part of what's not being told by the media is that this mess in Ukraine was created by Joe Biden. I mean, that's what nobody wants to talk about. And I'm not talking about since he's been president. I'm talking about back when he was vice president. Uh, you heard a little bit about it with Hunter, his son, who was getting paid 50,000 bucks a month to work for a company over there. And Joe goes over and and threatens um, Ukraine and, and basically makes him fire a prosecutor uh, or else he's going to withhold a billion dollars from him and all to protect his son. I mean, that was the whole scandal that had it been exposed in the election. Uh, there's no way Joe Biden would be president right now. But the media colluded and and hit it and and prevented that from coming out. And and there was a whole lot of back and forth. And the Democrats had 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 backed this regime change in you in the Ukraine. And so all of that from seven or eight years ago plays into what's happening right now. And uh, so it's it's a mess. It is a mess. And so I would encourage everybody to pray for wisdom, pray for discernment. Not you know not just for the president. And he is bad a president. I think he's the worst president we've ever had in our history. And there's been some bad ones, but he's the worst. But we still pray for him and we pray for the people surrounding him. And we pray for these leaders. We pray that they will wake up in the right way, not be woke, but that they will wake up the truth and make good decisions because our sons and daughters and their lives are at stake um, in, uh, when, when these decisions are made. Got to take another quick break. We've got some more callers we'll get to in just a second. If you want to call, it's 888-589-8840. You're listening to AFA at the Core. Super Bowl 56 is right around the corner. And once again, One Million Moms says, keep it clean. One Million Moms encourages NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to choose entertainment and advertising appropriate for the whole family. In recent years, we've seen positive changes because of your partnership with One Million Moms, and we are thankful. Sign our petition to Commissioner Goodell at onemillionmoms.com, then ask your family and friends to do the same. Onemillionmoms.com. Can we trust the Bible? 
He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. thegodwhospeaks.org. You know, we fill up our spiritual heritage tours each year several months in advance, so we're letting you know now. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. I know a lot of folks make their plans for travel, for vacation and such early in the year, and you have to take off for work and things of that nature. So we're letting you know when our June and September tours are. Just go to our website, spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. There's two tours. There's one to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown, and then there's a separate trip, but they're back-to-back to Washington, D.C., and to George Washington's Mount Vernon. So if you want to go on those tours with us, just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com and check out all the info. In anticipation of National Marriage Week, I've identified thus far four moral principles of marriage. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network with another Stand in the Gap Minute. At APN, we emphasize the authority of Scripture for deciding all issues, including marriage, and urge pastors and parents to defend and live out God's model in their pulpits and in their homes. The fifth moral principle undergirding marriage is God's declaration in Ephesians 5 that physical marriage between one man and one woman is holy, and it pictures the spiritual relationship between Christ and the church. God's plan of redemption through Jesus Christ to the church is the picture of true love and unity between God and man, and why all efforts to redefine God's design is a direct attack on God Himself, His plan of redemption, and Jesus Christ. Will you join us at Stand in the Gap Radio and TV in illustrating Christ's love for the church in our marriages and families and live out God's design for marriage? Stand with us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.net. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. This is Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, filling in for Walker Wildman. If you're curious, you can find out more at PatriotAcademy.com. Maybe become one of our Constitution Coaches yourself. We give it all away for free, and we're looking for folks that want to be the catalyst in their community to restore biblical values and constitutional principles. Check that out at PatriotAcademy.com. Let's jump back on the phones, and you can call in if you'd like, 888-589-8840. Uh, looks like the phones are blowing up. Let's see how many of them we can get in for uh, our last segment here. Ted is next. He's in Louisiana. Ted, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing there? I'm doing great. I could use a really good Cajun meal right now. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be a good one for it. I'm really good at that. Oh, man. I, I, I had me some uh, blackened tilapia just two nights ago, and it made me wish I had good Cajun food closer to my house. I'm sorry. I'm getting off on a tangent here. <laughs> what what'd you call in about today? Uh, well, it's, it's this, uh, this switch. You know a lot about history, and uh, these Democrats are so quick to talk to call switch, and I know it never happened. Basically, I, I tell them they switched from killing us on the outside of the womb to killing us on the inside of the womb. Mm. But um, I just want to uh, give – 
some advice on how to deal with that because there's so many black females, especially, that seem to think that uh, that nothing's wrong with this, this Democrat Party. So I, I, I'm gonna let you let you have it. Oh, Ted, great question. Uh, I, I, first, I'll give you a resource, and then I'll, I'll, I may just go off for the next 10 minutes now. <laughs> but the uh, uh, the resource is Setting the Record Straight, American History in Black and White is the name of it. It's at wallbuilders.com. Uh, my mentor, David Barton, did that, and it's just a powerful, powerful documentary uh, about the history of that in, in our nation. And, and, and I'll just be blunt. The Democrats have always been the racist in America. Uh, they're the ones that wanted slavery, fought to keep slavery, fought a war to keep slavery. They're the ones that did all the Jim Crow laws and white-only primaries and just all the evil things that they've done. That's always been the Democrat Party. And, and they, they you know, if a switch ever took place, it was just that they switched in terms of the racism that they continued uh, to, to foist on the American people. It was always about identity politics and splitting us into groups. Uh, now they're the, they've just reversed. It's almost like we've gone back in time 50 years and, and they're still trying to divide us based on race. But now, instead of trying to elevate whites, they try to separate and elevate blacks. And if you're white, you're the bad guy. And and I wish I could, you know, I'm a, I'm a big MLK fan. I did a special on MLK and from his Birmingham, the Birmingham jail and all of those things. And, and um, I, I just I, it, it 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 sickens me that we are spitting on MLK's grave right now with a president saying he will only consider someone for the United States Supreme Court if they have the right skin color and the right sexual organs. That is wrong. It is evil. It has always been wrong. It was wrong when people would only choose a white person or a white man. It's just as wrong if we're only going to choose a black person or a black female like this president is doing. And because what what that does is it says to the American people, that's okay for you to do that. You just pick whichever race you want to you elevate or you pick which uh, sex you want to elevate. And uh, it's okay to discriminate based on that. I, I just, I just am, am appalled that that the president's doing this, and that the media and everybody else is actually singing his praises for doing it. I, I maybe I'm asleep in MLK's dream, but I still think that his dream was exactly right. We ought to be judged based on the content of our character, not the color of our skin. Uh, that we should be, in this case, judged based on the, our our abilities and our skill set and all of those things, and that race should be irrelevant, sex should be irrelevant. Um, that's the dream that we would look at each other in that way. That's exactly what MLK said. And, and even going back to his, his uh, letter from the Birmingham jail, you know, I would say, uh, again, we're 50, we're, we're literally stepping back in time and we're just reversing it. And so I would say the same thing he said in that letter from the Birmingham jail, where he chastised the white pastors out there that were sitting it out, sitting on the sidelines and not engaged. There were a lot of, there were some that were standing with him and, and marching with him and doing the right thing. And, and for those of you out there that don't know, MLK, you had to sign, he and Reverend Shuttlesworth there in Birmingham, you had to sign a piece of paper if you were going to march with him and say, I will think like Christ, I will love like Christ, I will love in my heart, love on my tongue, I will not do anything violent. I mean, it was beautiful, and that's why they won. That's why they changed the world, because they had that biblical approach to what they to what they did. But anyway, I, I would just say the same things that he said in that, that letter from the Birmingham jail apply today. And I would say to my black pastor friends out there, uh, speak out against the president on this, just as the white church needed to be chastised by MLK from that letter uh, and from that jail cell, which, by the way, if you've never heard or seen that story, check out our Chasing American Legends and watch that episode on MLK because it was it was incredible. He wrote that letter, which I, I, I point out in that episode, one of the most incredible, most important works of political literature in our nation's history. He did it all on literally writing it on toilet paper, on the corners of magazine art, you know, paper that he could, he, they wouldn't even give him a notepad and pen. And so he, he wrote this amazing uh, 
piece of political literature, quoting the founding fathers, quoting the Bible, quoting all, I mean, all throughout history. And uh, anyway, but it was a really good uh, part of it was a chastisement of white pastors for sitting on the sidelines and not getting involved and standing for what was right. I would say to all pastors, white, black, red, yellow, brown, purple, I don't care what color your skin is, stand up and say to the president, do not choose Supreme Court justices based on color of skin or on sex. You're going backwards in time instead of taking us forward uh, with good principles. All right. I, I didn't go quite 10 minutes. I was afraid I might get off on that one, but it's a passionate subject for me. And I really appreciate Ted's call on that. And I encourage everyone study the history of the political parties. The Republican Party was founded to end slavery and stop racism. That's what the Republican Party has always been about. We, it's always stood for equality, blind justice, all of those things. And what the Democrats have always stood for is racism and separating us based on on those things. Go back to the 1856 uh, Republican, first Republican platform is all about ending slavery. 1860 platform, all about ending slavery and equal rights and all of the uh, putting equal rights in all those things. Uh, so really interesting history there. Check it out at wallbuilders.com. It's called American History in Black and White, Setting the Record Straight. Okay, Virginia is our next call, and Virginia's calling from my home state of Texas. Virginia, what part of Texas are you in? I'm in the, um, the South Plains part of Texas, east of Lubbock and south of uh, Amarillo. All right. Well, you're further north than my West Texas history. I went to school in San Angelo, so about four hours south yeah, of me I'm there. But I north. loved, oh, I loved San Angelo. Loved it. Oh, great food. Mejor Canadas We're was in my the farm, favorite place farm to eat. country. Uh, I have a question about who is Joe Biden. Yesterday, when he was giving the speech uh, about the ISIS terrorists being killed, yeah. Or dying. He read that it was read perfect. No stumbling over words, just went right through it. And a strong voice. Other times, his words are slurred. He can't seem to hold up to speak. And I just think there's two Joe Bidens. Well, there could be whether it's two different Joe Bidens or it's the same body. And we just depends on what drugs they put him on that day as to whether or not he's able to, to put together coherent sentences. But there is no question that this is a guy that that is not capable of leading the country. The 25th Amendment should be invoked here. The 25th was designed for this exact scenario. Um, there, everybody knows that he's that he's mentally not all there. I mean, he has to be, you know, shuffled off the stage by Jill all the time or led the right direction. He wanders around looking like somebody lost. He projects weakness for sure. But you point out something I think is exactly right, Karen, and that is sometimes uh, he, he's halfway coherent and he can read the teleprompter and get through it without without sounding like, you know, he's in as bad a shape as he actually is. And then other times uh, he's just a bumbling mess. And I, I'm my get, you know, I, I haven't been through that stage of life with my parents or, or anybody yet that that's dealt with dementia and that sort of thing. But from what I've little bit, I've read about that, you know, that's kind of how it works. You know, some days are good. Some days are really bad. And it's also, a you know, what drugs can they, can they give you to, to help uh, with, with some of those things? So great point though, which Joe Biden is it? <laughs> All I know is it's neither one of them is doing a good job as president. And the American people are saying so he's down in the, into the twenties now in, in approval rating, the worst ever. And, 
and uh, people are tired of it. The Democrats are in for shellacking in 2022 because not just because he's so incompetent, it's because the policies are so anti-American and so far to left and people are having to deal with the pain. I mean, this defunding of the police around the country, the murder rate through the roof or the crime that people are dealing with, even Democrats are saying enough is enough. We want to go a different direction. They're changing their tune on a lot of this stuff because, uh, as, as someone said earlier, they know they're, I think it was Shirley said that they know they're about to get fired. Um, so that it's, it's pretty interesting to see. And I love the fact that he's, he's done such a bad job and, and these unconstitutional mandates and everything have pushed millions of people away from the Democrats, either to the middle or even to a conservative viewpoint saying, I don't think government should be doing all these things. So I think long term, this may turn out to be a really interesting turning point in our country's history. Let's jump over to Virginia, where we have a uh, a revolution uh, taking place. What a difference leadership makes. Just watch Virginia right now and the difference in terms of the governor just a few months ago to what we have right now in Glenn Youngkin and the attorney general there and the lieutenant governor, who's going to be a rock star. Uh, just some interesting things happening in Virginia worth watching. Virginia, and I'm sorry, Audrey is calling from Virginia. Audrey, go ahead. Oh, we lost Audrey. Well, I will say this about Virginia. Uh, thank you, Virginia, for electing Glenn Youngkin. And to everybody out there that, that's afraid that because of the election mm, shenanigans of 2020, that we can't trust any elections anywhere and we can never win again, that's not true. Watch Virginia. That was a Democrat stronghold, a blue state, all of the election process controlled by Democrats, no voter ID, unlimited absentee, all the stuff. And yet we still won in Virginia. And now that state is getting turned around by this new administration. Again, all three of them, the AG, the governor and the lieutenant governor, uh, they're stopping the CRT. They're stopping the mass mandates. They're, go they're just doing a lot of good stuff immediately. Um, I'm just excited about what's happening in Virginia. And that was with a horrible election system. So don't give up in your state, no matter where you are. Don't give up. Stay in the fight. We can win. The system works if we work it. OK, I think we've got let's see if I read this right. Karen in Texas. Karen? No, wait. I already yes. had. No, I didn't have Karen. I had somebody else from Texas, I think. Virginia, I had. Yes. You, I'm sorry. You did. I'm so confused. Who am I talking you got to? me now. <laughs> uh, it is such a privilege to talk to you, Rick. I, Who I is really this? appreciate it. And I, this is Karen. Hey, Karen. What part of Texas are you in? I'm, well, I'm not. I've, I'm in Abilene currently. I'm in Abilene, right. Texas. So I'm not too far from you. So yeah. um, I don't call it home, but Texas is my home. Um, it's such a privilege, and I really appreciate you filling in for Walker when you do. Oh, I love um, it. I, I, I love it too. And I've been a follower of Wall Builders, and I know we're we're short on time. I had a couple of questions. I'm just curious. I called in because of your your comment. Of course, I can't hear when I'm on hold, but comments on Ukraine. But um, you know, we want to take care of our southern borders first. And yeah. I, of course, we all know that. But um, two things, two comments. One question. Do you think that this whole Ukraine situation is just a diversion for Biden because we haven't interfered in anything else that Russia has been doing? And and now that we do know, I mean, we've had secret flights being coming in to Abilene since uh, Afghanistan. Do you think now that the country is more aware that that might lead to anything else more? 
Yeah, no, Karen, I think I think uh, well, first of all, totally agree with your comment that the the border should be the the priority. I mean, that is an absolute disaster. Two million that we've caught, six hundred thousand that we didn't. We call them getaways. They're, that means we know they came across, but they got away. We don't know who they are, where they're going. Uh, there's no question there's a dangerous element that is probably a decent percentage of that 600,000. So the terrorist cells, everything else, it is bad, bad, bad. And that's a true immediate existential threat to the United States and absolutely should be the be the priority. And so I, I, I don't think I can say we should do that and nothing else. I think we still have to be the world player that we are. Um, I'm on, I'm honestly, I have mixed feelings about this Ukrainian situation because I am worried that Putin is on, on, you know, a mission to restore the strength of not necessarily the entire Soviet union, but much of, of what uh, he would like to see happen there would look, look something like that. But I also, uh, you know, just know from the facts, this also has a lot to do with just the personal fight between, um, uh, Putin and, and Biden and all the lies and things with Russia gate and that, that the Biden administration did all the things that Biden did in the Ukraine to protect his son, Hunter Biden, that all of that stuff is so ugly and so wrong, uh, and should disqualify him for being involved at all. But to your other point, I also agree with you that it's a wag the dog situation for Biden because it's any chance he gets to distract, um, and, and, and change our focus from his disasters, um, he's going to jump at. I, I don't think this one's going to work because I think it's going to be another disaster, unfortunately. And the worst part is it 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 means our money as a nation is being spent. Our young men and women, um, you know, eventually are going to end up. And once you send them over there, which he's already done, even though they're saying it's, they're not going to be on the border at, at Ukraine, they're not going to be. It, it's just the mission creep begins. And that's that's my big concern there. So as I said earlier, everybody, pray, pray, pray. Uh, for our leaders, for the president, for our members of Congress that eventually will be involved in this decision, for all of those military uh, leaders. It's it's a bad, bad situation over there. But we know who's in charge. We are thankful that we live in a nation where we can still praise God and thank God and seek God's will and influence the situation, not just pray. As John Hancock said, I urge you by all that is dear, by all that is honorable, by all that is sacred, not only to pray, but to act. So there's much we can do as citizens to influence what's going on in our local community first. That's where the real battle is and where you can make the most difference, but also in our states and in our nation. I really appreciate you listening today. You can find out more about me, Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach at PatriotAcademy.com. And I'm thankful to Walker Wildman for giving me the chance to fill in for him today. You have a fantastic weekend. You've been listening to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.